Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Buck. I write for The Athletic, and each week I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. Up next is Bubba Wallace of 2311 Racing. I am recording this heading into the Daytona regular season cutoff race where Bubba has to win uh, in order to make the playoffs, and he should be a threat to do so based on his recent history there. Uh, Two straight second-place finishes at Daytona, uh, as well as that Talladega win last fall, so figured it might be a good time to have him on the podcast. Let's go ahead and listen to our conversation. All right, everybody, I'm back for another 12 questions with Bubba Wallace. Uh, Thanks for hosting me here in your lovely motorhome. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yep, no problem. I don't know why I said thank you, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The first question is, how do you feel about people reclining their seats on airplanes? Uh, I'm good with it. Uh, I've started to notice over the last year or so that I'll check. And if the person's like working on their computer or their iPad, then I won't go back. Oh, okay. Yeah. You kind of give the peek over the Yeah, shoulder. I give like the courtesy look. Um, but this is more this is more so on our charter flight, our private stuff. Uh-huh. Commercial, I'm I'm going back regardless. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because there's more room. Mhm. There's a little bit more room than than the than the flights that we're on. That that's that's surprising me. Why wouldn't they make the the private jets or the private planes at least the team planes have more room than like you would think commercial would be like the worst. Yeah. And then it would get better, but no. Well, uh, it's a trade-off, right? Cuz we just walk on the plane and go home. Yeah. Commercial you get there 2 hours before. Right. Deal right. with somebody in TSA having a bad day. Yeah. You know. This you just get on and go. So I'll much rather take that with shitty seating <laughs> than good seating but you you have to get up at the ass crack of dawn. Right, right, right. So, okay, makes sense. Yeah. How often do you get recognized at the grocery store? Um, to be honest with you, I haven't gone to the grocery store in so long. Uh, Amanda's taken over that. She just she just goes. She'll just text me. She's like, I'm going to go play tennis today. And then on the way back, what do you need from the grocery store? So I'm like, all right. Um, but outside of the grocery store, I'd say the uh, getting more recognized. Yeah. Um, kind of everywhere we go now. Yeah. You, you can tell there's a noticeable difference. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Um. You know, fast or rewind five years ago, you know, just the race market kind of knew who you were, mm-hmm. and now it's it's going up to just just about anywhere, and all demographics kind of realize who you are. So it's pretty cool. Wow, that is cool. Yeah, yeah that that makes a difference. Yep. Uh, on a scale one to ten, how good are you at replying to text messages in a timely manner? Um, did you say a scale one to ten? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Zero. Oh. Yeah. That bad. I'll give it two. I'll give okay. it two. Like. There's some I'm I'm the worst at reading a text and answering in my head. Oh yeah, yeah. Or if it involves like 
I, I don't know, like uh, Amanda, I'm like, <laughs> look at this text. And then I put it down. Yeah. And then I'll get, I'll go to text that person like, hey, man, I need a favor. And I'm like, damn. Yes. I'm the worst at that. Yeah. And also I'm really bad, which some people, some people might call BS, but is typing out a message and never hitting send. I've done that. So too. when you go to text somebody, it's like, hey, there's a whole fucking paragraph. Yep. It's right there. Yeah. I had, I had one or two after my Talladega win, Toyota execs. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Text me, super nice, long message. I responded instantly, but never hit sent. Uh, you know what the problem is, is like you get so many notifications on your phone, you might be typing it, you have it ready to go, something else pops up, you click that yep. real quick and think, okay, I'm yep. gonna go back to that, and then- And you never do. Yep. yep. And then another text pops up, so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that. right, yep. 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 What is the best way to get out of a conversation with someone who won't stop talking? That's a good question. I have my thing that I can't share to the public, uh, you know, I, and everybody, yeah, would know. my, my manager, he, he knows what it is. It's, it's hilarious. It's like one of those conversations. That's like, eh, it's not that, not that interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm always, I kind of start to get short, like, okay. Yeah. Huh, cool. Thanks. Right. Yeah, right. Gotta right. go. Like, all right. So I kind of like start to walk too, and like okay, I gotta go. Yeah, so that, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's so many people that want your time also, um, mm -hmm. especially as your profile's risen, yeah. and yeah. that everybody wants to tell you something or a story or something, and you're like, yeah, you can't just talk to one person all day. Right. Or just you know, right? It's only so much time. Yep. Uh, if you could only pick, if you could only pick one form of social media to use and drop all the rest, which would it be? Instagram. Okay, yeah. If they could, we were talking about this yesterday, the photographer that we have hired on, Nico. We were talking about how Instagram uh, just kills the resolution. Like, you, you, you can, there's some way around, I think, in Photoshop or something to post, like, a really crisp picture. But say you take a picture, which iPhone cameras are solid now, right? Right. You put it up there, and it's like, damn, this looks shitty. But it's, it's Instagram's crop. They didn't upload Since, the full resolution yeah, they of it, don't. basically. Yeah, so they they kill it. So it's kind of it's kind of unfortunate, but Instagram, yeah, you work though. so hard on a photo. Yep. And it's supposed to be a photo sharing. They, they should almost give like an option where you could pay, pay more to have, especially for like professional photographers who use. Yes. It, you know, like yeah. if you want Instagram Pro or whatever, that'd be sick. Like people that'd be would sick. do that yeah. too. Yeah. I think we've hit on something there. Let's, uh, let's start something. There. <laughs> uh, what advice would you give someone who is having a hard time getting over a mistake they've made? What advice? Um, that's, I'm, I'm the best at that, right? <laughs> Cause I hold myself, you know, to the highest of highs. And so it's, it's, it's going to be funny coming from me, but, uh, you know, let's see. Example was Raja. At Pocono in his Xfinity race, wrecked on lap one or two. Yep. And I've done that. Um, and it was the next week or something, and uh, he was like, I hope not to wreck on lap one. I'm like, see, you're already thinking it. You're already, you know, you're already kind of putting that out there. And so it's just like, man, you live and you learn, especially when you're a rookie, you know, everybody kind of expects you to make those mistakes. So when it happens, yeah, it's frustrating, but it's like, eh. now when you make it again, that's the, that's the problem. So yeah. you learn from it. So I think it's good to make one mistake, but you have to really look at yourself. I texted him as soon as it happened. 
I think before he even got out of the car. And I was like, hey, man, we've all been there, done that, but I need you to go back and rewatch that and listen to what I told you about racing side-by-side side in Xfinity cars. It's tough. You get loose and and uh, just learn from it and, and move on. So yeah. I think just uh, learn how to not do that mistake again. Yeah. Poor Raja. Uh, the, he was also the example for Tommy Joe Martin's answer to this question. He brought up the Pocono thing. Oh, really? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the perks of being twice. a rookie. <laughs> uh, so this next one's a wild card question where I'm mixing it up for each person. Uh, last year on our 12 questions, you told this great engagement story. So mm -hmm. now here we are. The wedding planning's in right. full swing. Yeah. So my question is, what percent of the wedding planning are you involved in, and what percent is Amanda? Like, are you are you like is she coming to you and be like, all right? Flowers? What are we doing? Photographer? Like, what? Do, are you just like you do it all? What, what's what's the breakdown? Well, how do you want to look at it? Because uh, who's paying for the wedding? That I'm involved 100. <laughs> <100%. laughs> um, but from from your standpoint, really, um, she's like, "Hey, I got this. I went and got this," and I'm like, "Cool." So honestly, if if she was sitting here and I said zero, she'd be like, "That's not true." I'll go five percent. Okay. So there's some things you, you weigh in a little bit on, but yeah. you want her to be happy with it. So the most part you're, that's it. She's like, here's my colors. And I'm like, okay, I'll go get my suits. Like, right. Like that's that flowers. We haven't talked about flowers yet. Um, more and more important stuff. Well, the wedding is important. I'm not knocking that, but we've been working on our house plans, oh, which okay. I've been 10% involved with. But now we're getting down to like finalizing our plans to start breaking ground. Hopefully, in the next few months. Um, yeah, she she's she's more like, hey, we're sitting down and talking about this. Mm. The wedding stuff, she's she's handled everything like a champ. So, yeah. uh, it, does it seem uh, does it seem real yet? Like, is it getting close enough where you're like, oh, it's coming? Uh, yeah, we've we've talked about it a couple of times. We're um, what four months out, uh, October. Or uh, September, October, no, yeah, four months out, and the next next week will be four months out. So, which is which is kind of cool. Um, you know, we're excited. I'm I'm excited to you know, one marrying my best friend is really cool, but just the the I guess ideology of being married and and you know that's your significant other and and wearing a ring and all that stuff like it's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. If someone blatantly wrecked you to win a race, would you interrupt their celebration? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Like that's You'd pull the Denny on Bowman Martinsville last year. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on how bad the wreck was, it might go to a further extent than <laughs> just nudging up against him. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Okay. <laughs> a lot. Of, it's funny that you said immediately you would, because a lot of people this year are like, no, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Maybe in the heat of the moment. I don't think so, but... But you're just like, no, absolutely, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, if, if it's coming down to the last corner, say, here at the Glen, and you are 10 car lengths ahead, and next thing you know, you're in the fence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going down. All right, I'll get my camera out for that. <laughs> uh, what movie do you think you've seen the most times over the last year? I've watched Life with Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence. I probably mentioned that before in these 12 questions. But it was just on today, this morning. And then it was on yesterday or two days ago. And so I've rewatched it. That's, that's actually my all-time favorite movie. And so I can't say how many times I've seen it this year, though. Um, Why do you like it so much? 
it's really funny, but it's also really sad mm. at the same time. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I don't think so. Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not really surprised that you haven't seen it, but <laughs> you should. You should check it out. Okay. It's, uh, it's actually, it, it's it's a perspective movie. Uh, it's back from the early 2000s or maybe the 90s. Nah, early 2000s got to be. And um, it's it's really really funny, but then when you pay attention to the message, it's like man, that's really fucked up. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's it's called Life, and it's about two black guys getting thrown in prison for life for a crime they didn't commit. Oh, I see. And so when you have Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, there's the comedy side. Right. But the perspective of it, it's like, damn, that's shitty. Right, right, so, right. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. But you should check it out. It's actually a good movie. Okay, yeah. I will, I yeah. will. Uh, when you think about NASCAR five years from now, what are you the most optimistic about and what worries you the most? Um, Most optimistic is... Um, Let's see. I wonder how this. I'm I'm genuinely excited and and curious about the new TV contract. Yeah. And how that's going to change the game. Um, could be for the worse. Could be for the better. You know, I'm staying right in the middle of the road. Who knows? The thing I'm concerned about is is if we go like hybrid or fully electric. Mm. Because, like. We're sitting here now. You're going to hear the race cars in this audio. Right, That's right. cool. We're at a racetrack. Yep. Like, nothing against Formula E drivers, Formula E teams, but I've watched plenty on TV, and I've hit the mute button three times thinking <laughs> that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't hear anything. Yeah. You know, and, and it takes away that excitement. So I don't know if they'd ever go fully electric. Who knows? Um, But I would not be a fan of that. You have to have some sound. You have to have sound. Yeah. Like I've I've met a lot of people throughout the years that are like, man, when you hear those cars crank up, like that's when the blood gets flowing. Right. When you hear something right. spool up, it's like, mm, what is that? I you went know? to one Formula E. People probably get mad if they see this in the interview, but I went to one Formula E race, and you stand there in the corner and you're waiting for him to come. And it sounds like, you know, like when you're on the golf course and you have like electric <laughs> golf carts. Just yeah. Going, it's, that's what it sounds like, and they all just come by, and it sounds like golf carts driving by. You're like that was it. Yeah, like it's just like man. I mean, they're still you know obviously badass is what they do, but just just from a spectator standpoint, you know, outsider looking in, I'm like, man, I miss the sound. Like right. I didn't like when 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 F1 went to went to their motor now, and it's like man, I've gotten used to it now. But like when they first did it, yeah, I was like, oh, this is not cool. Yeah, and then Jimmy went and drove. When he went and did the car swap with Alonzo, he was driving the old, what, V10, V12? Like, it sounded awesome. Right, right. So, just, like, you see so many people, like, when, when an old nostalgic video gets posted, like, oh, man, I love this old sound. Like, bring it back. Yep. So, people people latch onto that. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Um, so, a magic genie appears and offers you the chance to go back to the beginning of your racing career and start all over. But you get to retain all the knowledge and experience that you have now. Mm -hmm. So do you stay where you are or do you go back and try it all again? I would go back and try it all again. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like you could win a lot more? Yeah. Yeah. Knowing knowing what I know now, for sure. I took my uh, engineers to, um, to lunch uh, Thursday. And we were sitting there talking. And it's conversations that I've had with Raja. I'm like, man, you go run. You run these Xfinity races and these truck races. When you go back to ARCA, you're going to feel like, oh, wow. Like, this isn't as hard as it was when I first got into ARCA. Mm -hmm. 
and like I remember getting to Daytona for the first time um, in the truck, and it was just the biggest track I've ever seen in my life. Like everything was just like you were just lost, right? And so you're driving around like a deer in the headlights, like taking it all in. And and Jerry, the crew chief at the time, Baxter, he was like, "Hey, don't leave the yellow line all race, and you'll finish top ten, top fifteen, whatever." And that's what you did, right? Mm. And so then you you go to all these tracks for the first time. I remember going to Kansas, and I'm like, oh, okay, this place is fast. Vegas, fast. Hmm. And then you go back for the second year, and, you know, we're winning some races and and all good. Fast forward to Cup, it's like you're kind of going to them for the first time again because Cup's so different. But then you go back to Truck or Xfinity, and it's like, oh, wow, this is night and day difference really it's the same thing but just your experience your knowledge and the experience that you've raced against is just so much greater in the cup series huh you know and i i told him this i said when you get to the cup level that is the hardest competition you get to when you get to xfinity that's the that's that's hard that's the hardest competition you get to when you get to cup obviously everybody's the best of the best right so when you get to race against the best of the best hone in on your craft, beat the best of the best, and then you go back down, you're still racing against the best of the best of that series, but you seem like you're a little bit better. Your confidence is that much higher. Hmm, that's really interesting. It's your, your feeling of everything, like it, like it broadens your horizon almost. So like stepping down is, is, is easy, hmm. but still a challenge. Yeah. Unless you're Kyle Busch and you just go and win, <laughs> right? But like, like jumping into the Xfinity car at Coda, I qualified 15th road course. I'm not the best, but I went into turn one and I came out seventh. And it's like, oh, okay, you know? And so still running against AJ and all these guys. So I don't want this to get portrayed as like, oh, he thinks he's better. than Hell no, because when you go back down, you get to see the actual real talent of that series and you get to go and try to beat them. But it's just a little bit easier, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, it sounds like it's sort of like when the baseball players warm up and they have the heavier weight on their bat mm-hmm. and they're taking the practice yep. swings. And then when they take it off, it's easy. you still have to get a hit. You still got to get a hit, yeah. But it's easier to swing the bat yeah. based on yeah. what you just did. You're still trying to hit a 90-mile-an-hour fa- fastball. Right. Yeah. right, Still trying to do that every series you go to. Yeah. Just a little bit easier. Yeah, that's interesting. Yep. Uh, yep. So each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next person. Last week was McDowell. He didn't know it was for you specifically, but – it was just a general question for anybody. His question is, uh, who is the driver you look up to the most and why? That's such a basic question, Val. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, you know, I've, I've always said this. I've never really picked a driver to look up to and kind of idolize. I've always appreciated racing against some of the best and, you know, race for Kyle, racing for Denny now. Uh, Harvick was was a help early on in my career. Race against Jimmy Dale, you know, guys like that. You know, has has been really cool. Um, I've always appreciated racing against Brad. You know, it's it's fun, and you and you gain a respect from those guys, right? And uh, it's it's pretty cool. So, you know, I, I appreciate some of the drivers that I, I race against. So that's yeah. the easiest way to put it for me. Yeah, you're not at the point in your career where you were like man there's that guy no i never was like like people think you know oh man you race for mj yeah yeah it's cool but you know it's just a 
I think I think that's I mean I, well you've always been like that to an extent mm-hmm. you're not going to get nervous around people but mm-hmm. it, it must be if you've met so many people you you've already you've realized at the point you're like people are people mm-hmm. right so like yep. you you're not going to get starstruck yep. by too many people but yep. I think if drivers haven't lived through that experience they're gonna be like wow yeah you know yeah like it was it was cool um we had our um we had MJ's tequila company, Sincoro. We had a party in Nashville for Friday night when we were there for that weekend. And uh, had a lot of industry people out. And uh, George Kittle was there. Oh, yeah. From the 49ers. And um, we were just sitting there talking, and MJ walks by, and he's, like, freaking out. He's going nuts. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's MJ. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, my man was going nuts. <laughs> And so then we're sitting there. MJ has his own little sitting area. We're just sitting there cutting it up. And he's like, MJ, George is like off in the crowd. MJ's like, oh, man, that's, uh, I was like, that's Kittle. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he, like, MJ got excited and walked up to him. And I said, hey, George. And they both sprung a conversation right there. That's cool. And so, like, he was, he was like, so thankful, George was. To, and, but MJ was just excited to meet him. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, yeah, that's Kittle. That's MJ. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's it's pretty cool to see the differences there. What a life. Yeah. Uh, So I don't know who the next driver is going to be with yet. So I could either – you could either give a general question. So you know this is always the worst thing for me, right? I know. Well, I can just let you know. Let me know. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I wish I could say I planned ahead enough. but (laughs) Usually you did, though. Well, uh, this time I wanted to be – I I figured, you know – great timing with you going into daytona it's gonna yep. come out right yep. you're gonna be a big story there yep um maybe put it in the show and I then so. uh we'll see I, I need to kind of see how this weekend shakes out before mm. i can decide the next one yeah. So yeah. yeah all right but i appreciate you doing this as always no thanks, problem thanks for the time thanks all right everybody there you have it bubba wallace on the 12 questions appreciate him taking all the time and being willing to have a fun conversation there and, and play along with some of the questions I say this every week, but I really do appreciate you listening to these, and I I know uh, a lot of people like to read them and don't listen to the podcast version, and that's fine. I think that's cool, but um, I really think you can get more out of it by listening to the person's tone of voice and, uh, you know, tell if they're joking or whatever, stuff that can't come across just by reading it. So, um, yeah, thanks for taking the time to do that. Hopefully, I'll have another good podcast for you again next week. Until then, talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.